The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on this spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you on your own recovery journey. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page patreon.com slash spirit of recovery. Today's episode is titled The Courage to Grow. It takes courage and integrity to walk an addiction recovery path. If we persist, we will come to know ourselves as the spiritual beings we truly are. But first, we must trek through the wreckage of our past. In order to move into the light, we must face our shadow. Today, We want to share our experience, strength, and hope on finding a path through the shadow to the light. Yes. Well, as we've talked about many times on this program, um, the recovery journey is really a journey of self-awareness. So typically when we come into recovery, we don't have a lot of, we don't have a lot of self-awareness. We're a little out to lunch about our own behaviors and um, our own, well, issues, I guess, for lack of a better word. And we know we've got them, right? Because there was a reason why we engaged in our addiction, mostly, you know, to alleviate looking at, you know, things that we don't want to look at, right? Like for myself, you know, issues that I had that were painful um, is why I drank, you know, I didn't drink because I was a happy, well-adjusted person. I drank because I was in a lot of, you know, personal and psychic and spiritual pain. So um, when we come into recovery and we are asked to start to engage in these 12 steps, we find that we very quickly um, are doing a lot of learning about ourselves right? A lot of things begin to get uncovered. And so it's a, it's a journey of self-discovery. The good thing is that um, now, you know, so before recovery, it was too painful to face some of those things because we didn't have the support or the, we didn't have a way to move through them. We didn't have a way to look at them. Maybe it was too painful, too shameful to look at things. Now in the recovery journey, we have a whole um, a whole structure of support. You know, our sponsor, the group, and most importantly, our higher power. 
And these things give us the support we need so that we can begin to um, to look at these things. It's like um, it's like an I heard uh, someone describe it once as turning over rocks. And, you know, when you turn over a rock, there's like little creepy crawly things underneath there. And when when they get exposed to the light, they all start kind of running away. Right. So this is sort of the process of recovery is turning over all of these stones and seeing what little creepy crawly things are underneath there. And as they're exposed to the light, which is um, the light of awareness of um, bringing them out from the shadows, but also we expose them to the light of God's love, right? which becomes love for ourselves internalized. So then we're shining our own love onto them, which is the light that brings them out of the showers and they, uh, the shadows, and they start to sort of go scurrying away. So I'm really running with the metaphors today, but that's, that's how it feels to me that the process is. Hey, I've lived in some places where the showers were full of dark things that needed to be brought out into the light. Uh, fortunately, I was much, 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 much younger. <laughs> We didn't care time. back then. <laughs> no, late teens, early 20s. Yeah, now I understand why my parents didn't want to hang around in my apartment <laughs> when they would come visit. They would just sort of stand there with this look on their face. Right, bringing stuff out of the shadows, the uh, icky, mucky, you got to spray spiritual bleach on it, right? Or yeah. drag it into the spiritual sun. I love what you're saying about the yeah. light, the light of the spirit. What a great yes. Uh, metaphor it's yep. just so apt so yep. we're if we're talking about um moving from the shadow to the light you know that is a healing journey it is uh, a matter of looking at that which you know i could say we don't want to look at but it might even be more accurate to say that i had no idea was there yeah and then when i became aware of it i didn't want to look at it but then <laughs> as i continued on the journey uh it became easier to undertake some of that stuff you know i've heard it said that i need to get out of and stay out of my comfort zone right. if i want to grow and i think that's true that's not just an addiction or an addiction recovery thing that's a everyone right thing. but my experience of living in the shadows you know dominated by the fact that i was just a generally private person you know an, an introvert um I certainly didn't have the skills to share what was going on within me because I never practiced it because my default was just shut up and don't say anything. It's a lot easier, you know, for whatever reason um, that turned out to be. And, you know, being an introvert, I mean, I still notice it today and we make jokes about it sometimes because I'm an introvert you're an extrovert. And I look, say, why are all these extroverts talking to people when they don't even need to? I don't get it at all. But I, I, I can talk to people now too. But way back when, that was not my default way of being. So I had a lot of sort of shadow living. You know, sometimes we'll ask a kid or we could even ask ourselves, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Mine was easy, invisibility. As a kid, invisibility, hands down. Now mm -hmm. I think it might be flying, either that or breathing oh. underwater, one of those oh. two. But definitely not invisible. I have no desire to be invisible anymore. I've made the transition and much uh, happier to be seen, to be part of the group, to be one of the bunch. 
and and all of that. So I have a lot of gratitude for this whole unfolding and this whole process of addiction recovery with the tools that we get. Um, mm-hmm. It's yes, it's painful and difficult, but man, the payoff is just so phenomenal. Yes, that you know I can't imagine living any other way anymore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm glad you said that. That you know there can be. This is not easy work. Okay, this is not for the faint of heart. No. So there are going to be some painful, tough times, but don't quit before the miracle, right? We, that's one of our most important sayings because this program really does create a miracle. It creates a miracle that we get to, by doing this work, by pulling these things that are so shameful and things we don't like about ourselves and maybe things we did in the past or just bad negative feelings we're carrying around about ourselves that don't even have any basis. They're just crap we picked up from various places and we believed them and we made them part of our identity. Um, these things that, you know, wreaked havoc on our life and are, are basically the reason behind our addictions, we get to bring them out of the shadows and shine the light of spirit, as you said, on them. And um, and then we begin to get some relief from them. And it's so worth it. It's so worth it. So this is a lifelong process, though. I mean, you know, I'm nearing the end sort of getting towards the end of my third decade of sobriety and i'm still very much engaged in this process this is not a one and done um that's not to scare people but to let them know that it's not a race to the finish you know this doesn't you got the rest of your life to work on these things and the more that you work on them the more relief you'll get from them the more freedom you'll experience in life freedom from the bondage of self and all of this stuff um but, you know, we want to pace ourselves. This is a lifelong journey of uncovering these things and healing them. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about what it is that heals these things when we bring them into the light. So we tend to think that there's things about us that, I don't know, are, we, we have that affliction of terminal uniqueness, right? No one could possibly be as horrible as me. <laughs> yeah. because I'm so terminally unique in my horribleness. Yes. Um, and so, you know, yeah. And just, we suffer in silence and um, isolation, a lot of isolation. So when we come into the rooms and we start sharing these things about ourselves and we find that other people are like, Oh my God, same. Oh my God, me too. I have that. Or I feel that way about myself or I have that character defect or I have those horrible feelings that begins to um, begins to heal it right there right because we're not alone anymore we're not the only ones Um, other people share these feelings these experiences Um, then it begins to get healed if we are fortunate enough which a lot of us are most of us are to have a loving sponsor you know I remember um, my dear sponsor who sat with me for hours as I went through my fourth step. I mean, what a saint, you know, thinking that the things that had happened to me were so incredibly interesting and unique and horrible. And she was just like, oh yeah, a lot of that stuff happened to me too. Or, oh, I totally relate, you know? 
And it was like no big deal. She wasn't like scandalized by the things I had done or she didn't think I was a horrible person. She just listened to it all, told me that she experienced a lot of the same things and then kept loving me anyway. So that began to heal. That began to heal it a little bit. Um, and then as we come to know this loving power greater than ourselves, as we come to believe that there is a power in the universe that that not only loves us, loves us because we emanated from it, right? We literally are expressions of that, what we call in unity, one power and one presence that yeah. is God. Yeah. So it can't, okay, so we tend to start we tend to start out with a God that is more like a parent, right? So God loves me. And, and I believe God does love us in, in the sense that our human minds can understand. But, um, and we, we both love Richard Rohr. Richard Rohr says that God loves things by becoming them. And so, you know, kind of our way in unity of understanding creation is that this, this vast one power and one presence sort of issued forth from itself into creation and so we are actually emanations of the divine we are expressions of the divine so god can't help but love us because we are of god right just yeah, like we can't yeah. help but love our own hands our own hair our own feet our own body because it's part of us so in in that same way we are part of god and so as we start to allow that unconditional total infinite unfathomable love to permeate us it begins to do its mighty work of healing us yeah i'm reminded of that uh passage from the gospel of john on that day you will know that i am in my father uh you are in me and i am in you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's interwoven Yep. interwoven and if you're a theology nerd i think what richard Rohr is pointing at is process theology this is not a theology show but i i'm down with that and with richard Rohr in uh -huh. general and with the unity way of seeing mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. at its core says that every person everything but i will just focus on people i don't know any rocks that are addicted to alcohol or whatever so i'm thinking about people we all have the spark of the divine within us it is like you said it's our it's our true essence mm -hmm. it is the seed out of which we have come into being we just forgot yeah right and so it's a a path of rediscovery so we're talking about moving out of the shadows into the light and the courage to change which this this path certainly does take a lot of courage and and I was reminded uh, of a time early on, early on, maybe my second year, I was going to a meeting and hanging out with a few guys, a couple of which had over 20 years. So they were the quote old timers at the time. And I remember standing out in the parking lot and asking them, so, you know, how long do you have to do this one day at a time thing? <laughs> they just mild and the dude with 20 whatever years, which may have as well been a thousand from where right. I sat, <laughs> said I do that every day and I'm and that that's where I realized like I made the connection like oh this isn't this isn't like oh I'm going to fix this and then go back to my old life this is a whole new way of being in the world which is yes, daunting it is. I mean it's yep. awesome and I would never go back 
uh, for any reason, but it's really daunting to change. So we need courage, absolutely require courage to change. And what that means to me, and and this is one of my favorite, um, uh, what do you call the thing where the letters stand for something? Whatever that is. Oh, acronym? Thank you. It's one of my, I think so. It's one of my favorite (laughs) acronyms. I knew that. I I was just (laughs) testing our listeners. No, that's a lie. I forgot. Uh, My favorite acronyms is how, and how does this work? Mm. H-O-W. I am honest, open-minded, and willing. Those three ingredients, I think, get, you know, have gotten me super far. If I'm, if I can be willing to be honest and open-minded and, and remain willing, then change is inevitable it will happen it must it must happen uh willingness to look at that which is uncomfortable yeah instead of the old way of just sort of ignoring it to the point where like we were saying don't even realize it's there that's Mm -hmm. how effectively we've ignored it willingness to just keep showing up we have that saying suit up and show up if that's all i have to do Mm -hmm. i like to go swimming now because it feels good and I love the water and being in it, but I still, I still have to get myself out the door. I was going to say drag myself, but I don't drag myself. I just suit up and show up. I keep everything in a gym bag. It's all ready to go. I just hang up my towel and my suit. So it's always dry. I stuff it in the bag, pick up the bag and walk out the door. Literally. That's all I have to do. Suit up and show up. Everything else is downhill from there. And then the willingness to share with others, what's really going on with me Mm. you know that kind of honesty which i learned in recovery communities i learned that hanging around with people who are in recovery people who are sitting in a meeting day after day after day week after week the same folks who would show up and show me what it looked like to be honest about what's going on what was going on what is going on Mm -hmm. with them now so i learned by their example and I'll forever be grateful. So yeah, it does take courage to change. And it is a whole new way of being and we're and we're never done, but I don't want to be done. You know, yeah. I'd like this. I like this so much. I love it. I, I strongly prefer it. I want more of it. I don't want to go back to the way yeah. it was. Although oh God, I, no. I, I totally get and I was there in the beginning, that idea that like, oh, I'll just come here and, and get things under control. And then I can get on with my life, meaning keep it the way it was. No, it's much better than that. Yes. I get to come here and learn a whole new way of being that's a million times better yeah. than anything I've ever experienced. Yes. And, and, and better because we're getting freedom from this stuff that we were dragging around. That's the perfect word, freedom. Freedom, you know, freedom from, freedom from the, the negative self-talk, the negative things we believed about ourselves, freedom from shame that we carry around from Maybe things we did, but maybe not even things we did. Maybe just random shame we're carrying because of our family of origin or whatever. Um, We begin to get relief from those things. And when you get a little bit of relief, you want more and more and more. Am I right? When you start to experience what it is to get some relief from that, you just want more. You just want to clear out more, get rid of the junk the wreckage just it's like a clearing 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 process you know i i work with somebody um to this day that um we do what he calls clearings 
And um, every time we work together, you know, we, we look for what, what's coming up in me and then we do a clearing and a clearing might mean inner child work. It might mean um, energy work, different types of visualizations, um, things through the body. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different ways, but um, I have been working with him first every week and now um, every other week for years. And the reason is because every time we clear something, I feel better you know, and it's like, I just want more and more and more. If I feel this good now, imagine how good I can feel after another 50 clearings. Yeah. You know, I just want to clear more and more because, because this stuff, this stuff that we get in our childhood and in our young adulthood, the a lot of stuff is not even our fault. We had nothing to do with other stuff we brought on ourselves, or we created this wreckage because of our addiction, whatever it is, all this stuff, it's weighing us down and it's standing between us and a full experience of our connection to the divine. So what we're doing is clearing away that which is keeping us from Nothing can keep us from God, right? And I love that verse in the Bible that says nothing can ever separate us from the love of God, but things can separate us from the experience of the love of God. Absolutely. We can right? think ourselves apart. I've heard it said we can think ourselves apart, even though we can never truly be apart. Yes, exactly. And like, we don't, you know, we talk about you know, practicing the presence of God or an awareness of God, we know God is always present. But all of this crap we have that we are carrying around with us is keeping us from experiencing the presence of God. It's keeping us from um, experiencing our own true selves, you know, who we really are without all of this added stuff on that is not who we are, that is just like crap we've picked up on the journey. And so the more that we clear this stuff, lay it down, get rid of it, the more we can experience God's love and God's presence, which ultimately becomes deep love for ourselves, right? Yeah, it gets all which intertwined. It's yeah. all the same thing. As I love myself, I'm loving God, you know, and as I love God, I am loving myself and I'm loving my neighbor. It's basically just all this love flying around, you know, everywhere. And, and that's what we want. That's what we want to experience is freedom and joy and um, connection to the divine. That's, that is the beauty of life. So um, I just wanted to throw out a plug for a unity book. This is a sort of a unity program. So I can plug unity stuff um, that has been essential for me in this work and that is the eye of the storm and a lot of folks in unity are familiar with this book um it helped me a lot in understanding um understanding how oh boy how do i even put this incredible book into a nutshell so you know how we learn in um 12-step program that when well that's where i learned it that when we're pointing at someone we have three fingers pointing back at ourselves or whatever so that's kind of what the eye of the storm is about that like when things come up that people really bug us or we notice that some somebody is just irking us rather than saying okay that's pointing back at me because that feels accusatory right the eye of storm helped me to see it that this is spirit offering me an opportunity to uncover something in me that needs healing and why do i want to do that pretty tough work because it's going to get me that that relief. It's going to clear that stuff away that's keeping me from experiencing the love of God. So 
And I don't always do it perfectly, but the whole idea is that when things happen to us in life, when people, you know, are triggering us, it's because there's something in us that spirit is pointing out in us that is ready to be healed. That's why it's coming up. Yeah, we see it when it's ready. When we're ready, it, it appears. And I like to think of it as God handing me my next assignment. Here you go. Yeah, I like that. Next assignment. I like that too. This is where you're going to work next. If you ever, I mean, I have never had to spend a day wondering what I needed to work on because (laughs) it's always clear. (laughs) It just keeps getting handed to me. But, but as we become more willing to be like, oh, this is getting triggered in me. This person is really irritating me. What is it in me that's getting triggered? Because we can't do a darn thing about the other person. And we learned that in 12-step program too, right? The only thing I can do is take care of myself. That's all I have any control over is myself. And so um, it doesn't even matter whose fault it is or who did what. The point is it's getting triggered in me. Do I want to heal it or do I want to continue to get triggered by this over and over? Because the universe will give me the opportunity to be triggered by it endlessly until I'm willing to heal it is what you were talking about freedom and freedom. i've heard i've heard it describe freedom from and freedom to mm-hmm. and i love that freedom from you know everything that's held me back all the sort of false self concepts that were mm-hmm. um uh you know difficult sabotaging yeah that's the word thank you sabotaging and then freedom too freedom to experience life as it was meant to be experienced freedom to um be able to be out in the world and doing fun things. And, you know, as the introvert with the big internal world, that's the kind of thing that's a big deal for me. And I wanted to say, so that book, I want to make sure listeners know the eye of the storm, the letter I, not E-Y-E, the I, like me, the eye Mm -hmm. of the storm by Gary, Gary Simmons. Yes. You can find it on Amazon and everywhere. Well, it is time for what we call recovery in a nutshell. This is when we try to summarize the pieces of all of this that we have found most helpful in our recovery journey. And we're talking about moving from the shadow to the light. And here's a different way of saying it, Reverend Michelle, if someone came to you and said, you know, in a nutshell, how how can I get out of this quagmire of addiction and create a life worth living, one that is easier and less burdensome? Mm-hmm. How can I do that? What would you say? Well, I think you pointed out a really good thing, which is just suit up and show up, right? So life happens and there's a lot of things competing for our attention and it can get really overwhelming. So some days the best we can do is just suit up and show up, get thyself to a meeting um, as many days a week as possible. And while you're there, do your best to be open and listening for what you are meant to hear at that meeting. Um, If we're aware and awake and suiting up and showing up, the next assignment will be handed to us very clearly. But we got to be aware. You know, that's the whole thing. It's like, if we just basically say like, okay, this is, I'm going to be engaged in this process. You know, then you don't have to ask for the assignments. They will come. That person will trigger you. That relationship will end and you'll be devastated. You'll lose the job and your heart will be broken and you you have to 
you have to work through this stuff. You have to find out why is there so much pain inside of me? Why is this going on? Why is this person driving me nuts? It's all inside of me. And so if I'm willing to look at what's getting triggered in me and take that as spirit telling me where the next place is I need to heal, then I will never have to wonder what to do a day in my life. And, and, and when those things come up that are triggered in us, then we need to do the, the work of healing them. Now, just bringing them out into the light is a big part of healing. But as I talked about today, there's lots of other stuff that we do that gets those things healed. All you got to do is suit up and show up and you will know where to work next. Yeah. My first thought was take a deep breath, take a deep breath and, and relax for a moment and find, find other people who are on the same path. This is the power of the recovery community. Yeah. And as you were just saying, suit up and show up. Once you have found those people, suit up and show up and listen and be honest, open-minded and willing. Again, H-O-W, how does this work? It works when we're honest, open-minded and willing. Um, and it's all, of course, built upon uh, a relationship and under a God concept. We call it a higher power in recovery um, that we come to know, rely on, get in conscious contact with. Uh, you don't have to do it all yourself. I don't have to do it all myself. I just have to do my part. It can be tricky to discern what's my part and what's God's part, but hey, that's why you get with other people. Suit yeah. up and show up and listen to what's being said. Yes. Well, as always, we have an affirmation for you, and our affirmation today is this. With my higher power on board, I have the courage to change. Once again, with my higher power on board, I have the courage to change. Well, it's happened again. Deep breath. You've given yourself the gift of another episode of Spirit of Recovery. At least we like to think of it that way. And we're grateful that you have. And we hope you found something in all of our bumbling today that you find genuinely helpful. I knew I was definitely doing some bumbling along the way and that's okay that's we okay. bless you wherever you are on your recovery journey and as always we invite your questions comments wisdom and feedback anytime you can find us on our facebook page spirit of recovery or you can email us at spirit of recovery unity at gmail.com and please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support this ministry through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spirit of recovery. We are so glad that you joined us today, and we hope that you'll join us again. And until then, please don't drink like my co-host. And don't drink like my co-host. Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week.